We just welcome you to this new year, to 2023. And what we're talking about is how do we approach this new year? What are the things that we need to focus on now and throughout the year that's going to make a difference, that's going to take us to another level? What are those things when God has said, 2023, the year of glory. What does that mean? How do you handle it? Where do you go with that? So that at the end of the year, if just the year was being looked at, you could stand in front of Christ and he say, well done, good and faithful servant in this year. You believed for everything I wanted you to believe for. You saw it all manifest. You walked out what I had you walk out. You were willing and obedient. Well done. How do we do that with this word, 2023, the year of glory? That's what we're talking about today. And uh, we, if you didn't watch the service yesterday, I'm going to have them put up uh, the link to that service. If you didn't watch the service at Boomerang yesterday, you need to see that service. Uh, but back in September, it was September 4th of 2022, uh, I'm not always just looking for a word for the next year. If the Lord gives it to me, okay, fine. I'll ask him if he wants me to say anything. But this day, when I woke up, the Lord said this. He said, 2023, the year of glory. The year of glory. And I went, glory to God, you know? I was like, amen. And uh, so when I saw that, and when when I heard that, I knew that there was going to be a year of manifestation like we've never seen before. This is this is that year. This is that year that everybody's been waiting for yeah. where all of these manifestations take place. A year of glory by definition from the Bible is all of the goodness of God. So think about that. 2023, the year of all of the goodness of God. Amen. Like Think about that. Put that in the comments. 2023, the year of all of God's goodness. <laughs> what does that mean to you? What does that mean to us, right? And as we look at that today, I want to talk about specific, specifically focus in what does that mean that we're supposed to have and what does that mean that we're supposed to walk with and do, right? I want to look at those things specifically Because I think a lot of times we'll get into a year and what we will do is we'll we'll forget those words and we'll back off of those words. Yesterday I talked about how big and how powerful is a word that the Holy Spirit speaks if he spoke it, but it's not written in the word. And we talked about, I explained it yesterday, it carries the same level of power, right? If it's from God, if it's not from God, it doesn't, of course. But if it's from God, if it's the Holy Spirit actually speaking, it carries a level of power. And if if when I say 2023, the year of glory, and you have a witness of that, you have a peace in your spirit, man, in your heart over that issue, then that is the Lord confirming this is your word for this year. And when he confirms that, he's saying, I'm speaking this. And so a lot of times we'll have a word from the Lord like that, but then we'll go through the year, we'll forget it, we won't esteem it, right? And the thing is, we see it in Samuel, in the book of Samuel, it says that the things of God, if you will honor him, he'll honor you, but if you despise him, you will be lightly esteemed. So if we'll take a word from God and just kind of let it slip by, 
then we're not going to see everything out of it. And so that's what we're going to talk about today is what do we do in this year? And I, I truly believe that it won't just apply just to this year for people that may watch this in future years. Mm -hmm. You can take that, and if the Lord's speaking that word to you for your present time, you can apply that, that then as well, right? But definitely this year, for the partners and the people that are members and attenders at Boomerang, they can take that word yeah. because that's given to this body, that's mm -hmm. given to uh, the people that would be watching this. This is your year of all of the goodness of God, the year of glory. Yeah. And um, so what does that mean to you guys, you know, like right now? Go ahead. I, so yesterday when you were preaching, one thing that you said, and I know better, like I know <laughs> that not to expect just to get zapped with the glory, you know, but that these, it, it's a promise that yeah. I could have put faith on this years ago. That's right. All of this. And so it's just, yesterday was such a really huge revelation for me all of his goodness is available to me right now yeah it's yeah. here and not waiting for later on in the year to right. receive it like okay i'll get it eventually but no like yesterday that yeah. was for me Amen. and so that just became a lot that was alive to me yesterday and that's really awesome yeah. yeah yeah we have to attack a word of god with our faith mm -hmm. like yeah. we can't just let it sit there and that's what i find that people do so often it's one thing to like manufacture your own thing, like go out there and try to build your own house without a word. But when you have a word, uh, that changes things. Because yeah. now if you have a word and the timing of that word is now, mm -hmm. like you can have certain things that are not the timing of it. Like with David, King David, he got anointed as king, but it wasn't time for him to sit in the, on the throne yet, mm -hmm. right? There was a timing to it. Jesus knew he was the Messiah when he told his mom, my time has not yet come. Yeah. But it wasn't time to step into that role quite yet. And uh, so there are timing. When you know that you have a word and it's the time for it, mm -hmm. then you apply faith. And that's how you overcome the world. You overcome mm -hmm. the lack. You overcome the problems. You overcome yeah. all of the stuff the devil uh, would throw to you personally or through the curse, indirectly, whatever it is. You overcome it by faith yeah. in the word. And when the Lord says 2023, the year of glory, well, we've got the time built into the yeah. word. I mean, it, it's time now, you know, it's like not time to wait. But we've got to apply our faith. We've got to grab a hold of that and say, this is my year yeah. of all of his goodness, yeah. right? This And put that in the comments right now for you. Make it personal. This is my year of the glory, my year of all of God's goodness. Yeah. And if you'll grab a hold of that, you can have it. Yeah. Many, you know, one of one of the things I've seen, and I've seen uh, Ted uh, Shellsworth Jr. do this very well, is when it gets to the end of the year, many people, as soon as they get to about Halloween, they click off for the holidays. Mm. They, they stop applying faith. They stop applying. And then when they get past Thanksgiving, it's like everybody's, they're just thinking Christmas. They're, they're honestly not getting a lot of work done. You know, like they're just, they got, they're in that holiday mindset which is good that they're hopeful. What they're really doing is they're looking for relief, not realizing that they could walk in relief full of joy all year long, yeah. but they don't know how to do that. But many times when we get in that holiday mindset or a vacation mindset, we drop our faith towards words working in that time too. And so Ted Jr., many times I've watched him do this, totally agree with this, and, and literally 
I want to be the same way and have sought to be that is. Just because we hit towards the end of the year doesn't mean the promise is not working right. now. Yeah. Like we've still got two months to go. Expect some big things to happen yeah. in these last two months. You yeah. know, yeah. Um, that worked for me this past year. We had we had something. I was believing God for something, and I said, "Lord, I need some wisdom on this." Like the year's not over. This is your year of multiplied increase. Yeah. He gave me one idea. And in um, in my finances, I just made made some shifting and changes. Instantly multiplied Amen. increase to us Amen. in the last month, like the last ten days of the year. Amen. Completely multiplied increase to us because I put faith on that Amen. stuff, and that's what we want to do. We want to not drop our faith. So a lot of times when we have a word like this, uh, we don't want to forget it. That's why in our confessions, it's like all year last year. What do we do in our confessions every day? Every day, it's our year of multiplied yep. increase. Well, yep. what do you think is going to happen this year? It's exactly. our year of the glory. It's the year of glory, yep. right? It's the year of glory. It's the year of all of God's goodness. And we should take that personal because he spoke it personally to us. So yeah. what it, what's it meant to you, buddy? Well, honestly, like the, everything that we've been talking about was exactly what was challenging me yesterday. You know, like, yeah. just the, like I was always like looking you know, all right, God, I'm ready for the multiplied increase. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready. ready. <laughs> yeah, like, it's my year of multiplied increase. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, waiting, like Serena said, like, for him to zap me with it, you know, yeah. or waiting for it to happen, you know. And um, and and really, what, what kind of challenged me yesterday when it comes to the year of the glory is, like, it's like, you know, we, we talked about Christmas yeah. morning, the gift's right there. I have to open it up and receive it, and it's mine. Yes. Know? Like, yeah. and I walk in that glory just by saying, okay, like you, you talked about, like, I have to pull the lever, you know, like, yeah. like the, the lever of that glory. I have to reach out and pull and not just be like, okay, God, pull it. You know, yeah. like, okay, God, I'm, I'm ready. You just, you know, do it. No, I, I have to receive it. If he says it's the year of the glory, it's the year of the glory. That's it's right. available. I have to take a hold of it. Yeah, and I, like really, what I did was I would was always putting it off into the future. Like, you know, well, yeah. it's it's coming. I know. Yeah, it's okay. We're in the last month. I'm sure it's coming. You know, no, it's here. Yes, <laughs> like that was my yeah. issue. Yeah, 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 it's coming. No, no, it's here. Yep. And yeah, we're in that year. So, so, I, but I need to reach out by faith and take a hold of it and walk in it. Yeah, you know that. And that's the part that was really just challenging me. It's. It's here now. I have it. I'm not waiting for the glory. I yes. have the glory because yeah. yeah. it's the year of glory. Yes, yeah. that's yeah. right. Amen. Yeah. Well, think about this. If you're actually in faith, think about like this. If you have favor on your life, right? If you have favor on your life and everything your hand touches prospers, right? Um, let's say that, let's just put it in this uh, little box. Let's say that you know that this year is the year that everything your hand touches prospers, right? What are you going to do this year? How many things are you going to touch? <laughs> right? You see what I mean? Because you're walking in it right yeah. now. How many things are you going to touch yeah. in that way, mm-hmm. right? Well, if this is year and I've got, I've got limited time, like I'm going to touch everything. Yeah. Even if I didn't have limited time, shouldn't I, by being a good steward, touch as much as I can, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Shouldn't I set a hand of favor on everything that I can? If you're a farmer, let's, let's simplify it. If you're a farmer, 
um, and you realize that normal years of increase will yield you, you know, let's say tenfold the seed, right? You plant a seed, you get tenfold. But in this year, you're going to reap fiftyfold, uh, right? In this year, you're going to reap fiftyfold. Wouldn't you, you, like you just had a five times multiplier of everything that you're going to receive yeah. this year. What, how many people would say, I need to maybe rent some more land this year? Yeah. You see what I mean? I need to stretch my tent pegs out and touch more in that way. All right, so why? Because I already know, watch, I know that I know that I know yeah. that all of God's goodness is going to touch what yeah. I set my hand to this year. Yep. See, and if that's a reality to you, you think differently, yeah. right? You think differently. If it's not a reality to you, then you're not in faith yeah. over it, mm. right? And we're not in faith if it's not a reality to us. Yeah. So one of the first things that we want to do in making sure that this year is everything it should be is be a good steward of what God's given us. What has he given us? Uh, one of the biggest and most important and powerful things in the world, his word. Yeah. He gave us his word that this is the year of glory, the year of all of yeah. his goodness. Like this is that year. And so if I know that and I'm in faith over it, then I'm going to be expecting his goodness everywhere I turn. Yeah. I'm in expectation of it. I can't just be like, yeah, I believe that. No, I've got to be in expectation. I've got to be in confidence and joy yep. and expectation, the hope of God yep. over that word. Mm-hmm. So I'm giving faith something to manifest. Yeah. You know, faith, uh, faith is the substance of things hoped for, or in Hebrews 11.1, 1, Faith is the support of things hoped for. In, in other words, one of the things that you see is if I don't put confidence towards that word, if I don't put a joy towards that word, if I don't put an expectation towards that word, I'm not giving anything for faith to support yeah. and to manifest, right? I, so I've got to say, no, this is my year, confidence, right? <laughs> this, this is my year, joy, right? This is my year, expectation. I'm looking for it. I'm in joy over it. I'm in confidence. Now I'm giving faith something to manifest. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So we can't just take that word and be like, come glory to God, it's our year of glory. Amen. You know, yeah. like our whole holy religious, you know, spirit of religion type mm-hmm. stuff. no. No, you got to take hold of that, and you got to apply it to what you're doing. Now, a lot of times people will get into the ditch where all they do is they just look for mm. greener pastures, right, up from where they've been. In other words, all right, well, I need to go do this, and I need to go do that, and I need to go do that, and do all this stuff. And, and what they're doing is they've taken their lack of faith in the years before on the things that God's told them to do, and they haven't seen the fruit that they thought they should see. And so they think that the greener pastures is God's going to give me something new this year uh, to put this glory to. And they look like, let's go do this something new. Mm. Now, just because God's given you a word before, if he hadn't canceled that word, you take the glory and you apply it to the words you already have. What's he told you to do? So for for us, uh, all right, uh, in Boomerang, like, we got a great church. It's growing. We've got momentum. We're doing great things seeing that. But you know what? Even if a church is growing and getting momentum in our flesh, man, it can get boring after a while because you feel like you're just repeating the same stuff every day. But as he canceled that word, 
No. And so is it just, I mean, we're getting ready to launch a campus, but what I'm saying is we don't have to go out there and do 10 of them this Mm -hmm. year if God hadn't said it. You see what I'm saying? But if even though we're launching a new campus, like we should be believing for new people to come and help uphold that, not draw all the resources to the new campus, you see. And now watch this. I can't give, the only reason the Lord will give you something new properly is if you're actually handling the old 100%. That's good. Yeah. Right? And so a lot of times we, we're looking to give 100% towards something new, but we haven't given 100% in our faith towards what he's already told us. And then to think that he's going to give you something new, God's a good steward. Yeah. He does. What does he do with the talents? Does he give the talents to the person who mishandled the old talents? Nope. No. Who does he give the new talents to? The one who handled the old ones properly yeah. and with with faith with everything that they had then, yeah. right? In other words, they might not have had all of the glory of what's coming, but they took all of the glory that they had before and applied it, mm-hmm. right? And so a lot of times we'll think, okay, let me apply it. No, you take this year of glory, and the first thing you do, the first thing you do, the first thing you do with this word is apply it to every standing word of God, every mandate that he's given you so far. Mm. You, you don't just jump into some new business, some new something else, some new ministry, all of this without handling. If you still got a word, doesn't he say, I think it's Colossians 3.23, you can put that in the comments. He says, do everything as unto the Lord, yeah. right? So that means, are you giving all of that glory to that, mm. right? Are you, are you doing that 100%? And so this is, we take this year of glory, and man, we apply it to every word that's standing, not just the new ones. He'll give you new ones too if you'll do, if you'll do well with it, if you'll do right with it. Now, here's the thing. I say that, and I, I know I can feel it, is and people's flesh goes, oh, oh, I thought, well, I thought we were going to do something new and exciting. Like, make the standing word of God exciting. Yeah. yeah. You, you see, that's what we miss. We miss that what you have now can be exciting. Yeah. Think about this. Think, think about King David again. Mm-hmm. Killing the lion and the bear. Was that exciting? I would say yeah. so. <laughs> I would say that was pretty exciting, right? <laughs> but what was he doing? He was giving the glory towards the standing word to be a shepherd yeah. for his dad, yeah. even though he was anointed as king. But that, that led him, and then you know, his dad says, hey, take some bread to your brothers. Go serve your brothers. Mm. Go serve your brothers. Take some bread and cheese to them because they're on the battle line. That didn't sound exciting, but he gave glory to it, and he honored it. Where did it put him? Where did that put him? It it transitioned him to Goliath. So then you take the lion and the bear watching the sheep. You take the servant of the brothers. Then where he handled that well with the glory of God, he put those two together, kills Goliath. Now look, you see, in other words, people get so focused on what they don't have, they don't pay attention to what they actually already have. Mm -hmm. And if we'll take a word from the Lord and apply it to what we have and be diligent, 
God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him, his ways, his kingdom, his righteousness. They're diligently doing these things. And instead of just jumping to always focusing, see, that's a flesh tendency. A flesh tendency is always to leave what your responsibility is and focus on something mm-hmm. else. Yeah. That's the flesh, not the spirit of right. God. That's not the spirit of God. Listen, he is doing a new thing, but the new thing starts with us doing 100% of what we have. When you become, what does he tell us so many times? He says, if you'll handle this well, if you don't handle it well, how can I give you something your own? If you don't, this is a principle of the kingdom of God. If you don't handle this well, how can I give you more? You see it in the talents. You see it. You see it when he's talking about the little thing. You see it when he's talking about the vision where you're planted. If you won't handle that which is another man's, well, how can I give you that which is your own? This is a principle of God, and so a lot of times the flesh just wants to jump. And this is why we don't accomplish much because we're constantly jumping to the new thing, but we don't handle any of them with the promise of God, the word of God, and the diligence of God. And that's where we lose it. Remember what the Lord, put this in the comments. Remember what the Lord said to me years ago, right when we started Boomerang. I'm looking for people who will do the right things for long yeah. periods of time. Yeah. You know, for long periods of time. Now, I can, feel, I can feel spiritually the balloon that just got deflated <laughs> in people's. Like, and because they're like, oh, I thought we were all going to be doing new things. You will. See, this is the thing. You should, you should hear that. All right, I hear the temptation of the flesh yelling at me, and I feel the temptation to be discouraged over I'm not going to be doing a new thing. And I, and I raise you with, oh, I'm going to do this well, and God's going to give yeah. me something new because I steward this well. In other words, you're going to have both. You're going to have the output and the fruit of what you're called to do now and the output and the fruit of what you're called to do later because now you know how to handle it. Yeah. yeah. That's growth. Yeah. yeah. Now you know what to do. Yeah. Well, it's not, it's not very easy to be faithful with, what, with where you're at when you're always looking for something new. You know, because you're, you're, I would you're, say you're impossible. Focused, yeah. yeah. Your focus and your attention is on the next thing. And, yeah. And, and if you're always focusing on the next thing, you're, you're not focusing on the now thing. Right. You know, what God is right. doing now. You know, and if I'm not focusing on what God is doing now and I'm just waiting for something new, yeah. I, I, I'm not going to be faithful with what He's given me right now. That, yes. That's where we can get super discontent with where God's placed us. Yes. And, and godliness with contentment. Oh, is a means of great, great gain. gain. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah. the discontentment comes when I'm always just waiting for the next new thing or, yes. or keeping my eyes in the future. I just want something new. I don't want to do the same thing over and over yeah. again. When it's that very thing that actually is going to put me in position. Whenever I'm faithful with that thing, that's going to be what's going to put me in position yes. for the great yeah. gain. David. Yeah. Elisha. Mm-hmm. Joshua. Yeah. Right? And we can go on and on. Yeah. Peter. John. You know, all of these guys that went through stuff, Paul, the Apostle Paul, right? All of these guys that went through stuff when it was probably boring and tedious. You know, and we have this idea, you know, don't get weary in well-doing, right? Mm -hmm. This is something. So we'll take a word like this, and we need to apply it to where we are right now, and then let God be the builder, give us a word on what, what it is that's new, that's coming. But one of the things, we have this idea that, uh, We'll just, we have this idea in the Bible that everything that we read like happened 
one day, then the next day, mm-hmm. then the next day. Right. Yeah. That's not how, I know y'all, y'all studied the word, you've seen it. That's not how it happened, no. right? Like we have this idea. I, I was reading the other day in Genesis and I was reading about Abraham and it's like he has Ishmael. And then the next verse, which we read is like one day God gave him Ishmael and the next day he said, I'm going to call you now Abraham. You know, like we see it that like it's the next day. No, it was 15 years later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. And then you'll see some people and they get so discouraged. Like, I just didn't. I didn't feel like God came down and, and manifested his Shekinah glory in my living room today. And, and I just want it today. And it's like, dude, like that's not how this works <laughs> all the time. Like you should walk in the presence of God. You should walk in the things of God. But that's not how this works. Yeah. There was just another verse that came up to me when Moses went up on onto Mount Sinai. Like the Bible says, he he went up uh, the mountain for forty days, and then the Lord spoke to him. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't he went up and instantly for forty days he's speaking to the Lord. No, he yeah. was up there for forty days. Then and then the Lord spoke to him. And, and like so, it, like can you I, like I'm just I was picturing this yesterday. Yeah. Like someone saying, "Hey, I'm gonna go." Uh, I'm going to go pray for a little bit. Yeah. And then they, they walk away, and then 40 days later, <laughs> they come like, back. I, I'm just assuming that they're gone forever at this point. You know, like that's, pro- yeah. that's probably what happened to Israel. Oh, he went up to, to pray. You know, oh, we'll he, see him in a couple hours. God zapped him. 40 days later, they Did you like, see all that thunder and lightning up there? Yeah. Yeah. We, we need a billows of smoke. He fried. Yeah, exactly. But it was just funny. Well, like, that's exactly yeah. what happened to me in that first extended fast. Yeah. yeah. You know, I started uh you know 40 day fast first first day awesome second day i get one of the greatest revelations i've mm-hmm. ever gotten right third day to third day fourth day fifth day all the way up to day 40 if god was there i couldn't feel it not one teeny little bit that god was even present mm. and now what was i doing was that god being mean no god was really i think he was taking me to a place of operation and showing me how to operate. That I don't, I'm not moved by feelings. I knew, you know, it was like this. Think about this. And I got so hungry during that time, not just physically, but spiritually. And I'm sitting there and there's a moment where I'm really struggling in my flesh, right? Uh, but it's like God's not there. Mm. You know, it's like he isn't there at all. Um, you, the only The only time that, I felt something was when I got so low and I called for the leadership mm-hmm. team to pray and they and they prayed and I prayed. I didn't feel anything that afternoon. <clears throat> that was in the afternoon. I woke up the next morning. I had like this supernatural grace on me and it was so amazing. Like I hadn't eaten anything. I hadn't taken in anything. And, uh, but I had so much energy. It was, it was heavenly. Yeah. Like it was heavenly and it was supernatural. I, I was like, Lord, this is amazing. Me knowing that I hadn't eaten anything, I couldn't believe I had all of this physical energy. He said, this is grace that you have every day. That's the only word I had. And then that was it. That was it. As far as I remember, there was no other word. There was no other thing. Well, what he was telling me to do was take the word that I've given you and put faith to it and be diligent, faith and patience and hunger after me, and do it regardless of what you feel, regardless of what yeah. you're going through, regardless of that, put it after me. And what I knew, here's what I knew. See, people would maybe say, well, he left you alone during that period of time. No, he didn't leave me alone. No, 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 no. No, he was helping me. 
He, he didn't leave me alone. And I want you to see this. I knew that things were happening that I couldn't sense and I couldn't feel by faith. Mm. I knew by faith things were changing. I couldn't feel them and I couldn't see them, but I knew that I knew that I knew that the glory of God was happening, right? And when I came out of that fast, the best way to describe it was, it was like the day that I came out of that fast, that like a, a switch was flipped. Now, the diff- it wasn't that it wasn't already flipped. It, it was that it had already started to be flipped, but I could feel it that mm. day. Then I was like, my feelings came back, mm. you know, and I could mm. feel it. And I'm telling you, I was different. Mm. I was different. I was a different person. And I, at my core, I had all of this there, but I hadn't appropriated it. I hadn't grabbed a hold of it. I hadn't, I hadn't utilized my faith to manifest and overcome uh, the weaknesses, the gaps. I hadn't used it until then. And when I did that, I was different. I was just a different person. And in that moment, everything changed. But why? Because was the fast, was it boring? Yes. Was it tedious? Was it exciting? No. You know, what it was all it was everything that people quit for, right? <laughs> everything that people quit for. But yet I utilized my faith in the midst of that and I overcame some things for Brian and for the ministry mm-hmm. and we went to another level. We just went to a different level by faith. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm reminded of the the car. You know, the car that we sowed, y'all know, y'all knew I sowed a car. It, it wasn't the church sowing the car. It was me sowing my car at that, at that. Why was I doing that? I wasn't, if y'all know that are close to me, I didn't sow that to reap another car. I mean, I did reap another car, but that's not why I sowed it. I, I reaped a good car, you know, off of that. But it's, it was an awesome testimony. I had people, I had people tell me when I sowed it, they said, I want to hear the testimony of this. <laughs> When you get that new guy, I want to mm-hmm. hear that testimony. I was like, amen, I'll, I'll tell you that testimony. And uh, mm-hmm. so it's literally the day I got it, I texted that person. I said, I want you to hear it. Here's the testimony. And because uh, I want them to have mm-hmm. that. But here's what I want you to see. Why did I sew that car? Number one, I sewed it for souls into that tent meeting with Ted mm-hmm. Sr., right? That was the number one thing. Number two thing, and this was this was the thing that was driving me. I knew the ministry needed to go to another level. Yeah. Yeah. I was, and I even, I told Ted Sr., I said, I'm, I'm sowing this for souls, but I'm sowing it because we've got to go to another yeah. level. And I'm taking what's personal to me, and I'm saying, I'm sowing it for the, not for just me. Like in order for the ministry to go to another level, I got to too, but this is for the ministry. Mm-hmm. This is, I want to see Buddy go to another level. I want to see Serena. I want to see Barry. I want to see Marky. I want to see Abby. I want to see Joni who's sitting in here. I want to see every person sitting in the seats go to another level. Mm-hmm. Something happened in that year period of time. Now I want you to see that I'm, I'm praying that and then I'm believing that after I sowed it and it was basically one year. I, I should look at the dates as to the, because I think we had, I think that tent meeting was around my birthday. So it was probably, almost, it was almost exactly a year, right? It was, yeah, August. Was it August? Yeah. So it was right at a year, and I went, and, and I received that I received that car. But during that year, there were times where it didn't feel like anything was happening. Mm. 
and there were times where it didn't feel like this, but yet about halfway through the year, I'm thinking, we're at a different level. There was a different level. Like y'all remember, how many times last year were we sitting on this broadcast and we were like, holy cow, that anointing is strong yeah. in here. Yeah. And, we're, and we'll sit here afterwards. We'd turn off the cameras, but we're sitting here and it's like nobody wants to move. Mm. Like we just want to talk about what we just talked about and, or say nothing, right? And we have these things and we're sitting. So the ministry, what happened? It went to another yeah. level. Yeah. But there was a period of time where it didn't feel like that. And that's where regardless of what we feel, regardless of what we see, see, we think that God's not doing anything. We think that he's not meeting us in those moments sometimes. That's not true. He's meeting us. He is meeting us with our faith. He's actually giving us that faith, and he's empowering us. And he's strengthening us like, come on, you got this. And he's teaching us, keep on, put my word, put my word to work. Yeah. Use faith on my word. Give me that faith and watch what faith will do. And yeah. all of a sudden, it, it comes up to a different level. Yeah. And we see those things manifest. But not if we faint. Yep. Not if we faint from what we would call tedious, what we're in now, you know, mm -hmm. not if we faint from those things. Yeah. Uh, if we faint from those things, we're never going to see that. that that's a double-minded man. And James says, that man ought not to think that he would receive anything. anything. So we've got to see 2023, the year of glory, as a word to completely fulfill everything that God's called you to right now, yeah. that, that he's already given you, every standing mandate, put it in the comments, I will fulfill every standing mandate yeah. that God has placed in my life. Yeah. I will fulfill it, and I will fulfill it with all the goodness of God, the yeah. glory of God. Yeah. Amen. Not just part of it, all of the goodness yeah. of God. That's good. All of it. Mm -hmm. It, this is definitely not where I saw this broadcast going with the glory. And I, it was probably my flesh also that deflated. But I could sense the anointing on what you were saying, yeah. that the glory going on top of the mandates that God's given us. And yes. it's renewed a faith in me and the things yeah. that I have been doing yeah. in uh, doing that excellently and as unto the Lord and yes. expecting all of that glory and all of that goodness on that. Yes. And then also to be able to go to new levels, but not not getting tired and not getting weary or That's fainting it. in the midst That's of it. that. Yeah. yeah. Amen. And that he'll make that satisfying. Yes. That thing yes. that I'm doing that might seem tedious, that it's going to be satisfying too. Well, it's like, you know, it's like during that year without the car, you know, you were coming to the house every day and picking me up and everything. And, you know, here I am. I've been ministering for a long time and I've been after God and faith and I'm sitting here without a car, which the Lord utilized all that. Like that time that we had together because of that was huge. Like to me, that was some of the most important and precious time. Mm -hmm. But on the flip side of that, my flesh is sitting there basically like, like you don't even have a car. You can't even go where you want to go right now. You know, that's what your flesh will mm -hmm. say to you like that. But in the middle of that, when the manifestation starts to happen and, and you start to see it, oh man, we're going to another level. Like the ministry is going to another level right now. We're going to another level. Glory to God. Glory to God. You start to see that. It makes those times worth it. See, but you've got to see that before. Remember provision, uh, vision, 
provision, pro is before. You got to see ahead of time that God's already doing those things, yeah. that he's already putting those things into place. He's already putting, and those things are already done. Yeah. Uh, this year of glory, it's already done. Like I said, you might not even be able to fathom or imagine what you will look like at the end of this year. <laughs> you might not even be able to fathom what it will look like at the end of this year, yeah. but it will be awesome. But as far as you can see, like start meditating on it. This is what I have now. I'm walking in this now. I'm walking in it now. I got it. I'm not waiting on it to manifest forever. I have it now. Yeah. Faith is now, <laughs> yeah. you see. I have it now. We're walking in, you know, that new campus. We're walking in yep. a new campus fully supplied. A building given to us, you know, filled up with yeah. stuff. You know, we're walking yeah. in, people flooding in, receiving the power of God, humbling themselves to our King and our Savior over in Troy. We're seeing boomerang multiply a multitude for the King's yeah. glory. Yeah. We're seeing more people winning souls than ever before, yeah. making disciples, flowing in the power of God yeah. this year, like March. You know, like right now it's yep. happening. Change is happening now. Yeah. And we're seeing that. You see, even with this word, change is happening yeah. in, in people's minds. But you got to see that now. Yeah. See, I had to see the change in the ministry before we had it. That's what mm -hmm. faith does. I see that. And when it's tedious and I'm sitting there thinking, I can't even drive myself anywhere. I can't look at that. I, look, I don't look at the wind and the waves. Yeah. What do I look at? I look at... I look at where it's going, what it is right now. What is God forming and what is he transforming us into? What yeah. is he molding us into? What kind of masterpiece will this be? Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. You got to see it yeah. in, that, in that way. But here's the thing, though. Did I actually lack? Did I lack during that time? No. no. I didn't lack. I got everywhere I needed to go. I didn't miss, didn't miss appointments, <laughs> didn't miss, if I need to go somewhere, I got there. There was provision the whole time. Yeah. So where it looked like there wasn't provision, there was yeah. the whole time. It, it's like some people, you know, when they're believing God for finance, they're like, I'm just so hungry right now. I just, like, you're not starving. Like, you're not starving. Like nobody, nobody in our church is starving. You might, you might not have as much as God wants you to have yet. But you're making it. He's provided for you. And that's just, that's the lowest point you'll ever be yeah. for the rest of your life. Yeah. If you'll have it, you'll realize this is the lowest right now where you are. And some people are not at very low. They're actually high. But I'm telling you, this is the lowest point that you will ever be for the rest of yeah. your life Amen. if you'll have it and put faith on yeah. it. And you see what God is up to, even though you might not can see it in the flesh and in the physical, you see that, and you take a word, this is the year of his glory, the year of all of his goodness hitting your life. It's hitting our lives right now. Yeah. And so I'm going to set my hand to the things that he's told us to set our hands to, and I'm expecting to see. I'm in confidence. I'm looking for it. I'm in joy. Oh, this is going to be awesome. This is going to be awesome. Well, like the the question that was just coming to me was like, would I rather be doing something else and con convinced that I'm doing it for God, or would I rather be do be doing faithfully what God's called me to do now with God and with His glory and with yeah. His anointing? You know, like 
you know, just yeah. kind of combating that whole, like, well, I, I'd like to be doing something different and something new. Like, right. I thought the year of the glory means that I'm doing something else. You know, like, you know, would I rather be doing something else for God or be doing what I'm doing right now with, with God? God? You know, yeah. with his, with that power, Woo. with that glory, with that anointing. Great question. You know, like, that, that makes the other thing look so so insignificant yes. really you know like yeah. like if i have the ability to be faithful right now to not grow weary and well doing yeah. you know like uh, like the new living translation of um of uh galatians 6 9 says don't grow weary and uh well doing yeah. for at the right moment you will reap a harvest of blessing if yes. you don't give up you know yeah like if i'm faithful in doing it in him with him with that glory with that anointing I, I, inevitably it's going to go up inevitably yeah. that that you know god's going to be you know like like if you're faithful with little thing he'll make you ruler over much so yeah, yeah. there's going to be yeah. shifting and there's going to be changing as i'm faithful but I, I i shouldn't be focused on that i should be focused on just being faithful and being in him and doing yes. it with yes. him you know with his glory with his power with that anointing and, and as i'm doing that like I don't want to be in some other place apart from fellowship and apart from him. I want to be where he is yeah, and doing yeah. what he's doing, you know, with him. And it's in that place that I find rest. It's in that place that I find hope. It's in that place yeah. that I find joy. So I'd much rather be doing this with him than doing uh, anything else yeah, yeah. for him, you know. That's right. And Marky says, Pastor, the consistency and faithfulness that you and Pastor Nicole carry has been such a blessing to me. It's changed my life. Hallelujah. And I've seen that. I remember right after uh, we moved here and I was complaining to you guys about um, something that you it was. You were complaining? No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was not, but I was complaining. Um, about <laughs> having to do something over and over and over again in my job. And I was like, I just, I want variety and I'm so bored. And I remembered one thing, and I never thought about it before. You asked, it's like, you said, do you think this is the first time I've counseled somebody in this? I was like, probably not. you like, do you think it's the 10th time or the 100th time? And obviously I know it's not. And a lot of what you guys are doing is... Um, yeah. Really, the same. thing. I mean, thing. I could answer that question just looking at myself. I've counseled myself. Yeah, like, right. Yeah. Duh, don't don't get weary and well yeah. doing, Brian. <laughs> and a, a lot of times we're looking at that next thing, like okay, when yeah. I'm in this position, then I'll be happy with variety and all this stuff. Or with the pastoral position seems like the like the biggest thing that you can become. But even yeah. in that, you have to you have things you counsel people on the same things over and over and over again, and you guys are satisfied in it, and yeah. you've got received your satisfaction from the Lord also, yeah. um, but it's not any different than what other people are needing to do and not getting tired and doing the same things. And yeah. so that's been huge for well, me. Well, if you think about that, you know, for example, I was facing this again just the other day because I was answering the same question to somebody different that I've also counsel counseled on, you know, a thousand times, it seems like. So when does that end? Like when does, it only ends when you stop growing and don't have new people. So in other words, I'll find solutions to problems in the word and give people those solutions. But doesn't it, don't problems tend to run the same in most people? Mm -hmm. Like, and have the same answers for the same problem. And after you've seen that, you know, person, a different person a hundred times, like it feels the same. Yeah. It, it, to the flesh, it's very boring. You see, so it's like people have this, they'll dream up and they'll uh, 
what's the word? They'll, um, they'll, they'll make this fairy tale up of who they are and what they need to be. But yet, I'm handling the same problems that I handled 14 years ago. You know, when we started the church 14 years mm -hmm. ago, I'm, I'm answering the same questions today. Right. And at some point, yeah, my flesh got tired of it, <laughs> right? <laughs> but we, we create this fairy tale uh, of what it's going to be. And God, God's like, you know, why would he tell us something like, don't get weary and well-doing? Because he's basically combating our fairy tales. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These ideas that we have that our flesh is going to like what we do mm -hmm. all yeah. the time. Like every time, 100% of the time, your, uh, your flesh has this idea that it's going to like 100% of the time what you do. It's like, well, duh, no, there's constantly, you know, uh, and then when you do answer the same person, the, per the same person themselves like 20 times, that gets old too. You know, you start getting irritated at that in your flesh. But what are you called to do? Give them the irritation and the harshness or the gentleness, you know? You do what it, you have to do to wake them up, but it's, it's more for them to wake up than it is because if it's done right, it's more for them to wake up than it is for you because you're irritated or whatever. And so, you know, I've, every now and then, just to, like, give a wake-up call, I'll let a little bit more of that frustration be saying, like, what are you doing, you know? And um, they're like, don't get mad at me. Like, wake up, you know? Mm. So, but it's, you know, you're, you're bringing that more in gentleness, not because your heart's are. So we have this, what's the word that I'm looking for, um, where you you just, you build up this fairy tale. Um, Conjure up. Yeah, yeah, there's, we, we it's like we turn it into, uh, there's a word for it, but um, it's another word. If it comes to you, somebody shout Idolize. it out. Idolize, fantasize. Oh, we, ah. we fantasize, <laughs> you know, we turn this, we you know, fantasize this thing up and we think that everything's going to go exactly the way that our fantasy, you know, mindset is. And then when it doesn't happen that way, and this goes back to a topic that we were talking about last year about unmet expectations. So we fantasize these expectations, and um, all of a sudden, there is another word, though, too. That, that, that one's really close, but it's not 100%, but it's, it's very close. It works. Is There's another... You know, another word that basically says that we turn these into these dreams. We have these dreams about this stuff, and we fantasize that stuff. And so then we start to expect that it's going to go exactly that way. And what happens is, because we have those expectations that are unmet, we think that God's failed us when that's not what's failed us. What failed us was we allowed our logical and emotional brain to actually fantasize mm. something that God never said to create a word that the Lord did not say, right? And so we will uh, we'll fantasize like, well, if I get to be a pastor, then I'll do this. If I was a minister, then I'll do this. And the funny thing about being a minister is people say, I just want to be in ministry full-time, and then they get in ministry full-time, and then they just want something else. Then they just want something else. Then they just want something else. It's like, this is what ministry is. Do you realize? And I, I remember this as before I was a minister full-time, I would be like, just dream to be in ministry full-time. And then I would get to the place where I was tired of ministry full-time. And, and then I'd sit there and I'd go, I, and then I'd say, and the Lord would bring this up to me. Do you realize how many people dream to be where you are right now? And I was like, that, that I did. 
I, I dreamt it. Then, and the Lord would say, then how come you're not praising me for it instead of complaining about mm. it? Thanks. <laughs> like, how, yeah. how come you're not praising me for mm-hmm. it, yeah. you know, instead of complaining about it, you know? And I was like, oh, my goodness, you know. You, you think you're this holy thing, and then the Lord whips something out like that. <laughs> and you're like, jeez, jeez. <laughs> Lord, thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace, you know. And that goes back to how, what are we giving this glory to, and what are we giving this word to, mm-hmm. Are we actually handling it properly? Are we utilizing these words and these promises the way that we should be? Are we attaching our own fleshly desires to words like these? And then they splinter off into fruitlessness, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And that's where we want to we stay away from. But the truth be told, I just defined the majority of very good Christians and believers, but just don't have those pieces together. And that's where you have to be able to encourage yourself and strengthen yourself and be diligent and don't get weary in well-doing. And, and the ones who feel like they are doing that you know, already, just wait. You know, you'll probably hit a moment like I hit in that, where you're like, think you're doing good, and then the Lord will pull something out like that, and you're like, oh my gosh, am I even saved? You know, I mean, like, you are, but it's, it's one of those moments where you feel like, oh, my gosh. Like, what was I thinking? That was so fleshly, you know, and um, that really helps us. And then I, I agree. I didn't see the broadcast going this direction either. But, man, is it timely. Good. <laughs> is it timely? And, uh, you know, tomorrow we will talk about uh, the year of glory. What does that look like? What does the year of glory, what does that glory look like? We're going to talk about that tomorrow. But uh, so get ready and, and be ready on that. But think about this. How we need to take this diligence seriously. How many words does he have to say about don't get weary and well doing? If you won't handle this well, how can you have your own? You know, how many times does he has to say it in a different way for us to get? I still have a mandate that I need to give myself wholeheartedly to. I need to give myself 100%, just like what Buddy was saying earlier, which is a brilliant thought is if I keep daydreaming about the future, to come, I'm not a hundred. And I'm what I'm doing is I'm giving a percentage of myself to that person that's not even here yet. But I'm stealing it from what I have right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm never a hundred percent now, and that's what's causing you to never reach that future. Right. Yeah. That's what's causing it. Yeah. You're not given to now, so you can't have the other because the principle of God is He gives to those who were good stewards with what they have now, yeah. with what they have in their hand. That's, and that's where people miss it, and they never fulfill their destiny. So God's given us a word of this is the year of glory yeah. to fulfill every mandate that we have now. Yeah. And then if he writes a new one, glory to God. If he opens up a new door, hallelujah, apply it to there too and believe yeah. that you'll have the resources to do it. What would be so very, very good is if what you did was you took and you wrote down what are the mandates that I have in my life right now? Mm. Uh, I've got something funny. Like, just put them in the comments. What are the mandates for you personally that you have right now? Right now. What are those mandates? You can put them in the comments if you like. Uh, you, if you feel like it's too personal, you don't have to. But what are those mandates that you have? That would be very good for people at the start of this new year. What are the mandates that God has given me right now? 
What are the mandates that God has given me now? Now, I could, I could be cool and wait till tomorrow and give you some other answers, and, but I'm going to give it to you now, part of it. What most people are going to write down is they're going to write down their individual mandates that God has given them. So for like me, it would be to start Boomerang Church, to, to pastor Boomerang Church, right? Um, but, and those are right. That's the right answer, partly, but it's not all of the answer. What they won't write down is win souls that he's told to everybody. Because what we want to focus on is not the mandate that God's given us. We want to focus on the mandate. By the flesh wants to focus on the ones that make us special instead of the ones that, are, that get us weary and well-doing. What are the mandates that make us special? So don't, don't listen to the flesh in that. What are the total mandates? So for example, now I'm, not, I'm not saying every single thing, but like the major ones, win souls, make disciples, bear fruit, the fruit, you know, the biblical fruit, right? Uh, don't forsake the assembling together of the saints. These are ones that God's given every single believer, and these are mandates. And what happens is many times you never get to the mandates that make you special according to the flesh because you never handle the ones he's given to everybody. Mm-hmm. And people will say, well, I just want to be in full-time ministry. And, you know, I just want, and what they're saying is I want to have a special calling so that I look special. If you want to have a full-time ministry, go do the ones he's already told you right. and put 100% of your time into what he's already told you, and, and a ministry will come out of that. Look at Todd White. Mm-hmm. He just went and won souls and made disciples. Look at what he has now. Yeah. Why? Because God, God will reward stewardship. He rewards diligence and stewardship, but people won't do that. You know, uh, they won't work on the fruit of the spirit. You know, one of our mandates is to be fruitful, so they won't work on the fruit of the spirit to forgive people. They won't work on the fruit of the spirit to be in joy, like they just constantly go away from joy and like they're just mad and sad and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But they won't work on that fruit, and they're asking the Lord, like Lord, what do you have for me? What's the destiny of my life? Be like Christ. Put on the fruit of the spirit. That's the destiny. Because without that, it's going to be hard for you to have a special calling, you know. And is it a special calling, really, if you don't have that stuff worked out anyway? You're going to get into that special calling. It's not going to look special. It's going to blow up. Mm-hmm. So you got to have that foundation in those things at first. Yeah. So think about this. Every person, uh, think about this. So y'all have gone to Bible school. Y'all have, y'all have seen some things. I feel like this is a setup. It is. <laughs> <laughs> think about this. The, think about it. What minister, honestly, should take the platform that's not a soul winner throughout the rest of the week? How many do? Most. Like how most? Many most. Vast majority. Like percentage? 99. I would agree. I would agree. So they don't even have what it takes to be just a Christian. Hmm. And yet they want to lead people. He says, just be like me, be a soul winner. Win souls, he who wins souls is wise. Right? Win souls, make disciples. That's the great commission. That is the great commission. They're not even doing that in fruitfulness and in actuality. And they want to lead people. Do you see how prideful that is? Mm -hmm. And what school lets them through? Majority. Yeah. What? All of them. Is it even a school if they let you go through and not even fulfill your Christian duty and then anoint you and ordain you, quote-unquote, ordain you 
to be a minister, to minister to people and teach them how to be the Christian that you're not. <laughs> was it a setup? It was a setup. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's like, what are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> I, uh, I don't want to say this, but I will. Good. I used to think, well, it's my job to equip them I to do it. I thought that too. <laughs> you know, it's my job to equip them to do it so that I don't have to. I thought that too. To equip them to do You can't lead people somewhere where you haven't gone, though. You can't impart what you're not. Yeah. 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 I know. I thought the same thing. It's a major deception. <laughs> that was old buddy. Old buddy. Buddy, old buddy. Buddy's over there filling the old slices from the word. <laughs> I know all of us, like probably everybody that's listening to as well. Can you see that? So we've got to take, we've got to be diligent with what we've been given, and we apply these words. So think about this. That what we started this out with is, how do we see the fulfillment of this word? And how do we take this year of glory and apply it? Could we actually get to where God wants to take us by the end of the year if we didn't take that word and apply it to where we already are first? Right. Not possible, is it? So see, we've got to take that word and apply it to our mandates now and to who we are called to be now. So when people list those mandates, they, they will tend to follow the flesh's direction, the corrupted flesh's direction, to only list what it specializes, what makes them special, what specializes them, right? And, but what they won't list is what, what actually makes them special is that they're in the family of God. What did he say? He said, don't rejoice in this, right? You, can you see the word yeah. like the Holy Spirit bringing me this yeah. right now? As we're, it's live, fresh bread. <laughs> he goes, don't rejoice in that. What does he say rejoice in? That your names are written in the book. I'm in the family. Yeah. And, and I, I can do what every other brother and sister in Christ can do. That's what I should rejoice in. Yeah. You see, and so we're sitting there, and <laughs> we're fantasizing over, you know, yeah. we're fantasizing over the things that make the flesh special, not realizing that what makes us special is that we're in the family of yeah. God. And let me just be a part of the family of God, supporting my brother and my sister without me rising to the, to the top mm. in that way. And of course, again, what, how does he say it? Those who will be first will be last, and the last will be first. The one who serves will be gr the greatest, right? And so, but are we actually serving by having a special mandate and a special calling? No, no. We're just, you know, I, w I was thinking about this the other day. I, I had no idea it would tie into this uh, message today, but I was thinking about, I was thinking how many things that I've done over the years that have just repeated themselves time and time and time and time, and time again. And I am, not, I, am, I am not a guy that doesn't like new. Like, if you're around me, we are breaking new ground. And do, but that's why the Lord told me that word years mm. ago. I'm looking for people who will do the right things yeah. for long periods of time. <laughs> I needed to hear that word. <laughs> Can you imagine me without that word? I'd just be blowing through people and blowing them out. And yeah, we might have a big ministry in terms of building and finances and on paper, mm. but not in the kingdom of God. You see what I mean? Mm. I needed that word. I needed that word. God is looking for people that will do right things for long periods 
of time. And, I was, and the reason why I faced something, I got off a phone call or something, and I'm like, oh, how many times have I given that same answer out? <laughs> I was like, Oof. you know, not knowing that you're going to bring that up, you know, in this, in this message. I'm thinking, I've done this a lot, you know. And it's like, and, and I, my flesh was kind of like, I'm tired of giving the same answer. <laughs> I'm tired of giving the same answer, you know. It's bad when I'm thinking about, I'm tired of giving the same answer to the same person. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's not good. But that wasn't this. It was just I'm giving the same answer that I gave 14 years ago to some brand mm-hmm. new Christian then. I'm giving it again now. I said it probably on the broadcast a hundred times. I'm giving the same answer. Yeah. And, and it's like, and I knew that that was the wrong thought. So I very quickly put that down. But at the same time, the Holy Spirit's like, yeah, that's ministry. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, and I love it. Like, my flesh doesn't like it all the time, but I love it. Because mm-hmm. what are you doing? You're helping that person meet who they are called to be in Christ. Yeah. And there's a grace for it. So look to the grace of his glory instead of the frustration of the Spirit. Take the glory of this year and apply it to where you are, and you'll start to have fun. Yeah, you'll start to move into the places that God's called you. And then, as you are diligent with those, God is a rewarder. And he'll open up more grace to you to handle more mandates. And that's what he's done. That's what he's done with us, and we're just getting started. That's what he's done with you guys already. Everybody that's sitting in this room, everybody that's listening, that's what he's done, and that's what he'll do. And so here's how we get to the fullness of this glory. We're going to talk tomorrow about... What does that glory look like? But, you know, here's how we get to the fullness of this year of glory, the year of all the goodness of God. The first thing you start is you take it and you apply it to where you are now, to what he's already told you to do, you know. Um, a lot of times, so for example, one, one more thing to give you an example. We'll, what we'll do is we'll take this glory and we'll, and we'll be like, let me study about the end times and let me be like a revelation teacher and all this deep stuff or whatever your deep thing is. Like it can be that, it can be uh, angels and demons or it can be whatever. Uh, You know, it can be, there's so many things that people's flesh gets excited about that God never led them to actually jump into and study. They just wanted to look important. They wanted to look like they had knowledge. Same sin that's in the garden. A pride of life, a pride of these things. They want to know all this stuff. They want to have the answer for everybody. And what? You want to be the source for everybody? I thought God was supposed to be the source. Like, it's the motivations are wrong, right? How about you just learn how to forgive? How about you just learn how to love on people and you learn how to stay in the fruit of the Spirit? Love, joy. How about you just go study that? And you know what will happen, though? When you actually give that new uh, outpouring of glory of all of his goodness into the boring of, to the flesh, mm-hmm. you'll get revelation of things you know, that are amazing. But it won't come by you trying to build your own house of revelation. It'll come by you being diligent to what God's already given you. And then all of a sudden, he'll pour it. You'll be sitting there, and God will pour out something. It'll be like, oh, my goodness. This is awesome. That's what happens on this broadcast so often. You know, God, we want to talk about something new and exciting and what's going on in the world and this revelation, blah, 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 all this stuff. And what ends up happening? 
we talk about how to live your daily life. Mm-hmm. Almost every day. Yeah. <laughs> we talk about how to, and what happens. All of a sudden, you'll get revelation that pours out just like what happened a few minutes ago. Yeah. Fresh stuff because you're diligent with what he's already told you to do. That's how you get to the fullness of this glory because, now watch this, God doesn't just want you to fulfill the mandates that you already have. He wants to give you more. Yeah. Mm. And in order to get you to the more, we've got to be a good steward of what we have now. And that way he can get you to the more so that by the end of this year, you are walking at a level that people look at and go, I wish I had that. And you'll be able to tell them the same thing that I'm telling you. And that is do what you're called to do today. Utilize that glory today and you can have this. Don't just look to where you want to be. Look at where you are right now and give God everything you have. Live, live and do everything as unto the Lord right now. Yep. And God will be able to reward that. And he'll be able to give. Look at those two guys with the parable of the talent. He says, he, they didn't have a whole lot, but what they did have, he says, take it and give it to them. Mm-hmm. They didn't earn that, but God's a rewarder. Mm-hmm. What they earned was they took the first bit and they earned some on top of it. They didn't earn the second part. He gave them stuff they didn't earn because they were diligent mm-hmm. with what they had. Good. Right? This is what God wants to do. But many people, they're, they're so in, enamored by the flesh's uh, fantasies that they miss what God has. And that's why I think Jesus really gave us those sobering thoughts of, you know, many who are first will be last and last will be first. The servant is greater, right? You see that thinking. He's like trying to wake us up. Like, don't, don't just, don't get weary and well-doing. Don't just get enamored by the fantasies and dreams of the flesh. Pay attention to what the Lord has said and go after that. So, and this, we will see the year of glory turn into what God has desired it to be, what God has crafted He has crafted inside of you a year of all of his goodness, and he wants it to come to pass in your life today, now, this year. He wants it to come to pass, and you're going to do it as you give him from the Spirit all of the diligence that he's made available to you. You don't follow the flesh's fantasies, but you follow the obedience and willingness of the Spirit of God from your heart, and you are willing and obedient, and you'll eat the good of the land. That's what this year is for you, to move into these places. We're going to look at that tomorrow. It's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. What is What does this glory mean? What does it look like? Yeah. And it's going to be awesome. Amen. So, you ready for it? I'm ready. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord, let your glory pour out on every person that's here in this, every person that's walking with you. Let all of your goodness be seen and felt and received in the name of Jesus. We thank you for it. We praise you for it. We give you the glory. <laughs> we'll receive the glory and give it right back to you. Father, we worship you and we praise you. Lord, let us be everything that you've called us to be and let us not be held back in any way. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. We just love you so very, very much. And uh, we praise God for you. If you would like to give today, you're welcome to. You can go to giveww.org. 
Give by Cash App, PayPal, Venmo, text to give, give one time, give on a recurring basis, cryptocurrency, NFT, all that stuff's there. You know how to do that. Our job is to receive that, put it towards the good news, getting out to the world, uh, being obedient, hearing from him and being obedient to utilize it properly. And as you would like to sow, our job is to bless it. So Lord, right now, take every person that's sowing and giving and partnering with us and bless that seed that they're sowing. Lord, touch it with your glory. Touch that seed with your glory, with all of your goodness. Let it be multiplied back, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, supernaturally quick, supernaturally multiplied for this year of your glory. In Jesus' name, Lord, as we hand this offering to you, Lord, let it be an overflow. Let it be a first fruits type of offering. Lord, I'm giving you an offering on this day. And Lord, this this offering sets up this year. It's one of my first offerings of the year. And I give it as a fruit and a seed towards this year of glory. I give it and sow it with an expectation that it's going to be glorified. This seed will be glorified in Jesus' name. This seed will receive all of your goodness on it, and I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. (laughs) Amen. I've got to sow a seed. So I've got to sow myself into that. I can feel the anointing on that for the seed. So, Father, we just thank you for everybody that's watching. Lord, thank you. Bless them. Keep them. Multiply them in every way. In Jesus' name, this is your year of glory. Shout it with me. 2023, this is our year of glory. 